Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio. Excited about doing episode number 50. We're going to talk about a way for coaches to see the game and things that we want you to really be paying attention to as you're coaching. Before we do that, we have to talk about our sponsors. I want to talk about Cleat It Up FP. Cleat It Up is the communication app you need to use. Solves all your team communication challenges within your team, within your organization, or with your fans. I also want you to check out Next Air. Next Air is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And finally, we'd like for you to check out our Patreon page. Our Patreon page is a way for you to support everything Fast Pitch and Coach Prep. Please go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash everything fast pitch. There's three different levels of support, and then there's three different levels of reward that we're going to give you if you can help us. Um, as always, we are trying to grow everything fast pitch and coach prep. Coach Don and I love what we get to do uh, to bring our knowledge and our information to you, but we really need your financial support. So if you're in a position where you could be a patron, please become one. So Don, one of the things that we wanted to talk about is for us as coaches, making sure that we're seeing the game the right way. And when I say that, I think that the example, and we talked about earlier with Stan, is that a lot of times we find ourselves watching games and all we do is watch the ball. Following with a camera. Right. You know, you hear that a lot when you talk about like football and some other sports when you know they're talking about the the broadcast, you know, that the camera always tries to follow the ball. As we're watching the game, as we're coaching the game, I think that too many of us, you know, we watch the ball get pitched, we watch the ball get hit, we watch the play get made, but we don't spend enough time watching all the other stuff that's going on in the game away from the ball. Sure. And that that's what is really important for us to be thinking about and paying attention to so that we can help our teams play at the highest possible level. Idea that we wait until we know we have to do something or that we're always ready for whatever could happen is one of the traps that we can fall into in our game. Be one and, step behind. Yeah, and, and, and a perfect example. Um, we, we had one in a game where a ball got hit to our shortstop Looked like it was going to be a routine play, but it took a crazy hop and basically bounced right over her head and went out to the outfield. And all of a sudden you notice that uh, the outfielders had been basically watching the shortstop make the play instead of moving to... Anticipating their miss. Instead of anticipating that the ball was coming to them. I think it's important for us to always be watching those things because if we're watching just the ball, do we notice if the players are all doing the right thing whether the play gets made or not. And sure. I think that, uh, that that was a good example. So I started to really try to think about if, if we're all doing that the best way possible. Are so, we all really watching the game or are we really watching the ball? So, and I think you hit the nail on the head there when you're saying that those little fine details are the difference in us not even necessarily winning this game, but it's the, the games coming uh, subsequently after. 
you know, with the ball hit to the shortstop, is the right fielder even moving right. to be a backup at first? And, you know, that's not where your eyes would go. But a lot of times when, uh, you know, when we were coaching at Kennesaw too, we would have different people in charge of watching different things, whether it's base runners to make sure that they hit bags, don't cut bags short, um, you know, miss it because they're off stride and missing bags and things like that. You know, making sure that uh, backup roles are being followed through and met. You know, all those little pieces are the difference in, in winning games down the road. And, and we're all about being the best we can be. It doesn't matter what level our team is. If it's a fresh, new travel team, those are skills that these kids are going to need five years from now. Right. And just to know that they need to be accountable for those little things. But that's, a, you know, that's the difference maker, right? Yep. Well, yeah. one of the things that, that I've believed for a long time is that we should always be anticipating and preparing for everything that can happen not everything that is happening. Sure. And so for a perfect example, so if we have a runner at first base, our first line of defense is talking about all the possibilities that could happen. So we've got a runner at first base with nobody out. We want to talk about the fact that the hitter could bunt. We want to talk about the fact that the hitter could or the runner could steal. We want to be talking about all those possibilities, but then we also want to make sure that our players are always anticipating and expecting that a play could happen. Runner at first, ball gets pitched. As soon as the ball hits the catcher in the glove, if the runner has not moved, has not stolen, we want our second baseman breaking to back up first base. We want our right fielder breaking to back up first base because if there's a pickoff play, we can't wait until the throw gets made and then start running over there hoping that we're going to be there. We've got to be there when the throw gets made. We expect our shortstop to have been covering second base. We expect our center fielder to have moved to back up a throw that could go to second base. We expect our third baseman to be back at the bag covering third base, even though she's a long way away from where something could go wrong. But coach, I did that last pitch and nothing happened. I right. did it the pitch before and nothing happened. I did the pitch before and nothing happened. Right. And but, then, yeah, and then you know, <laughs> all the, of a sudden it happens. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the catcher gets a little bit frisky and, and fires it down to first base, and it takes a funny hop, or it's you know bounces off the first baseman's glove, and it's rolling around in the right field corner, and nobody's moved. Yeah, and that girl is going to third for sure if she isn't scoring. But it happened hadn't happened all day, coach. Right. So the idea of us seeing the whole yeah. field and seeing all these things happening, I think that that's an acquired skill. And the reason I pointed out that you know that happened in our game yesterday is I think I'm really good at watching the whole field. Right. Because, you know, we spend all that time working on all those things. You know, as soon as that ball hits the catcher's glove, I'm scanning the field to make sure that everybody moved where they're supposed to move. Because I think it's crucial that we be that team. And if I can fall asleep at the switch and not notice that somebody hadn't moved. Now, I can't tell you whether she didn't move all day or if that was the only time she didn't move, but she didn't move when we needed her to. Right. We have to be accountable for that as coaches that we need to start to look for those things that we expect to have happening all the time. So whether it's a backup, whether it's a coverage, whether it's a spot that you're supposed to be, that we need to be watching all those things every single pitch. Our drop steps, are they opening up or are we crossing right. over? Or, yeah. At the higher levels, it's going to become even more refined. It's going to be more uh, uh, intricate. It might be knowing what the pitch is and and changing your positioning a little bit. It might be, you know, those kinds of things, you know, that are a little bit more fine-tuning than just backing a play up or just moving to cover a base. Well, and Tori, at that higher end, at the older age group, it's the team that make one mistake, not right. the team that makes less mistakes. Right. It's the team that makes one is the team that loses. So this is our challenge now for our coaching friends 
to start to think about, are you a ball watcher or are you a game watcher? Right. If you're a ball watcher, that's okay. We all fall into that trap. Because I, and, and again, that's why I start off Sometimes with admitting. Nice just to enjoy the game. Yeah, right? I mean, that, that, that's my mea culpa at the beginning, that <laughs> after all these years being somebody who really prides themselves on doing it, I fell asleep at the switch. If I can do it, I'm sure that other people are doing it. If we're going to watch the ball, if we're going to be a fan, that's, that's one thing you can choose to do. But if we want to do a good job of holding our teams accountable and making sure that they're all doing the right things all the time, we have to stop watching the ball and start watching the game. We have to start to really pay attention to what players are doing. Because again, we know human nature is simple. If, if human, human nature is going to tell these players, as you mentioned earlier, well, nothing happened last time. Well, nothing happened the last five times. Well, if I ran over there five times in a row and I never even got to touch the ball, why should I run over there another time? You want me to keep doing it, coach? Like, like you really think I should do this the whole game? <laughs> and and my answer would be, yes, I think you should do it the whole game. Do you want and, to be playing on Sunday? <laughs> right. And and now here's the good news. You know, the, With this 12 and under team that I work with, I think it's a really talented team, but a lot of the kids, you know, more and more of the kids are gaining the momentum on the things that, that I think are really important. So now... Not every single pitch, obviously, because we fell asleep on one yesterday. But the vast majority of the time, when I look up, I see the players moving where they should be moving. And now what I try to do is every time I see it, even though I might say this 75 times in a game, that's a good job, way to be there, way to be moving. And you know, try to you know, recognize them by name. Hey, Don, way to be where you're supposed to be. That's a great job. You know, keep moving, keep, you know, keep playing the game. Those kinds of things that to lets reinforce them, let, it lets them know you're watching too, right? Yeah. And and but again, to you know, to and give reinforce. them that that a baby yeah. for doing yeah. it because yeah. we have to get to the point where they do it so unconsciously that it happens every single time, no matter what. The situation yesterday with that crazy play, you know, it was like the fifth or sixth game of the day. Everybody was hot and tired, and maybe we just lost focus for a split second. But it was a big play. It, it was very very detrimental at the time. Now we ended up fortunately winning the game, but. You know, you just can't assume that you're going to be able to always come back in those kinds of situations if you make those kinds of mistakes. So you said you were tired, but you still went and did it anyway, right? Well, we would expect them to do it every time. So uh, just to throw another sidebar in there, I've got uh, two twelve or two eleven-year-old catchers. I was going to go there, but I wasn't haul it go down there. the line to back up first base every time. And and here's the crazy thing: one of the one of the girls that catches for our team is one of the most athletic kids I've ever been around. She is like super fast. You know, she looks like uh, some sort of like a deer or something running through the woods. You know, she's just, you know, running so so fast and so effortlessly. Yeah. Well, graceful is not the right word, but no. just almost to the point where I think there's hitters that she could take the throw at first. Are we racing? Yeah, that she could be there in time to make the play so she could cover first base. So I'm trying to think of if there's ever been a 6-2 put out at first base where it wasn't like a tag play. Right, you know, it wasn't like a, a the catcher backs up the play and jumps in and makes a tag. So scoop up a bunt and right. still beat her there. Yeah, and 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 so to kind of get back to our point, if we're watching the whole field, we see those things. If we don't watch the whole field, all of a sudden we recognize, you know, we don't pay attention to some of those things. We don't notice that the catcher is just standing there watching the game. Well, and as you're saying this too, Tori, uh, making notes. I don't know if you make notes. I see coaches making notes often, but not all coaches. And there's things at the end of the day where you're like. What was it that I wanted to make sure we talked about in practice? We might have mentioned it during the game, of course, right. but to make some notes so that we can uh, make sure that we cover and, and emphasize the things that uh, that we might be missing. Right. And again, I think it's it's fun then for the kids and it's fun for us as coaches when we start to see the game that way because there's a lot more things that we get to celebrate. 
If all I'm doing is watching the ball get pitched, if we're on defense and I watch the ball get pitched and our pitcher throws a ball, oh man, ball one. But if I look up on ball one and I see that everybody moved where they're supposed to go and everybody's in the game and everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, then that's a victory, even though the yeah. quote unquote result of a that one, play. One pitch victory. Right. Yeah. I like it. And then we start to have you know, a whole lot of those victories. And then before you know it, that playing the game the right way, doing the things that make really good teams really good is so ingrained in us. It's so natural that the kids don't even have to be reminded anymore. And then that one time when it happens and it saves the day, right? then it's like, wow, I'm sure glad we've been doing this. Yeah. And and, and we had a couple this weekend where uh, there was a pickoff play that got away and our second baseman was right on the, you know, right down the foul line, backing that play up. You know, and she snagged it. If she doesn't, it's going out to the right fielder. Even with the right fielder there, chances are that runner's going to get to second base. Sure. You know, just having those kinds of things happen kind of give you a little pat on the back. And it just is one more thing that those kids get to see that all that effort that they're putting into is going to pay off. Absolutely. No. And and if Coach is right about that, he's got to be right about a lot of things here, well, right? You would think that if... Uh, <laughs> It works out right every once in a while that it does shed a, a positive light on on what you're doing. So, yeah. but so coaches, we want to challenge you. So now, as you're starting to watch the games, uh, obviously you're going to pay attention to the you know what happens with the ball. That's part of it. But as soon as that play gets made, as soon as uh, event has happened, take that quick scan, look around the field, make sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Everybody's moving. Yeah, and and reward them. You know, pat them on the back when they're doing it right. And remind them if they're not, because as we've you know said uh, multiple times, it's that one time that could be the difference between winning and losing. If we wish we would have done it, but we have to learn that valuable, painful lesson because it cost us a game and now we're packing up and going home, or we caught it and made sure that we did the right things and we uh, avoided that mistake from having to happen, then I think we put ourselves in a whole lot better position. Absolutely going to have so, a lot of good coaches out there. I love it. Well, that's what we're that's what we're hoping for. Hard to believe, Don, this is already episode 50 of Coach Prep. 50. Holy moly. It's that almost is, a year we've been doing Coach Prep. That's awesome. It's crazy. Well, we're going to keep it rolling. As we mentioned at the outset, please check out our sponsors, Clean It Up FP and Nexair. We do appreciate their support. Please check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Please support us if you can. We would love to have you come on board as a patron. Um, and if you have any ideas, suggestions, things that you would like for us to talk about, please reach out to us at fastpitchprep at gmail.com or everythingfastpitch at gmail.com. So, Don, anything else for episode 50? Just looking forward to next week and another good topic. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening to episode number 50 of Coach Prep. You have a good week. Yeah.